Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Where are we? We are at my studio, Grayson Perry's studio in Islington. And who are you? I'm Grayson Perry, the artist and broadcaster. And cyclist. Uh, and cyclist. Oh, yes, very, very passionate cyclist. You know, to see someone on a bicycle is to have faith in the world. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My screensaver on my phone is the night me and my wife got caught in a thunderstorm. Coming back from, we were on our bikes and it was at Tate Modern, it was the opening of a new wing of Tate Modern. We'd had a great evening and, and we, we came to leave and it was absolutely hammering it down and it would not stop. This could we, be as memorable. <laughs> and we decided to, uh, we thought, let's fucking go for it. And my yeah. wife said she just followed my tail like, because she, she wears glasses, she couldn't see a freaking thing. Really? Yeah. Because it was so dark. And it, well, it was so rainy. She, yeah. you know, her glasses all steamed up. And so she just followed my tail light. And she, I was just trusting. And we were both hammered. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that was probably the most dangerous ride we've ever done. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't know why I put the shades on. I don't think I need them. No, I don't think you, you need the shades. I think that is a desperate measure. <laughs> my God, that bike is tall. Yes. You and have I'm to talk up a, to me. I know you were concerned about my bike. You're very upright. I'm on a track frame. Although with brakes, yeah. of course, converted for the road. So I'm, I'm super low on this. Yeah, that's why I, I looked at it and I just thought, why the fuck would you ride a bike like that around town? Because it's all about, for me, it's all about looking around. So I've actually, even my fast bike, which is an old racing mountain bike of mine, I put a stem extender on it so I sit upright and see where I'm going. I think it's actually safer. Because I'm a, I'm a sort of vain road cyclist. Yeah. The, and I like to be low. We're going no, down there, look, watch out though. <laughs> the Grayson Perry fan right there. <laughs> I think you got spotted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going about London in a dress, I really encounter my public. And in a lovely way, I've always, you know, I've got a very diverse audience. We're going left at the next junction here. Can we just actually take some time to explain for people listening what you're wearing and what you're riding? I'm, I'm riding a bicycle I made as a work of art. It's called the Princess Freedom Bicycle. And I based it around a sculpture I'd made, which is made of solid silver. It sits on the front and it's a sort of folk style statue that looks a little bit like a menorah. It does. You know, but it's kind of like I wanted it to look slightly sort of pagan goddess-ish. Yeah. Um, but it's made of solid silver. And so I based the bike as a kind of 
ritual vehicle for carrying the statue. And I wanted everything to be over scale on it, so I got the biggest wheels, the frame. I, I think the bike itself is about eight feet long. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely massive. And it's about a foot taller than your average bike at least. So I've got a really good view. It's got custom everything. Even the discs have been laser cut with hearts in them. It's got top of the range, four piston caliper brakes, 15 speed Rolf hub. Beautiful paint job. It rides really nicely. It's very comfy. There's something funny about describing the technical aspects of it when it's and it looks like it's out of a It gets a lot of attention, yeah. It's yeah. got a kind of candy stripe, pink and yellow and silver uh, paint job. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's what I get. It's nice. And mud guards, of course, because, you know, you never know. Because the weather could ruin the outfit. So what's yeah. the outfit today? I'm a big fan of mud guards. And then I'm wearing my cycling dress, which is very light and comfy because... Uh, I go everywhere in a dress. But well, it's a warm London evening. Yeah, it's about 20 degrees. Yeah. It's, quite, it's just bang on perfect for a pedal out, actually. I wouldn't say it's sunny, but it's kind of... Yeah, it'd be nice if it was a bit sunnier. Kind of muggy. Well, I think, I think this cloud is going to pass, you know. It's yeah. going to really bring out the, uh, the colours of the bike. We're going to go right just before the petrol station. OK. Usually what I do, I'll have probably a couple of pints, and then I'll get on me... Normally, I'm on my Dutch bike, and I'll just... I call it two-wheel flaneuring. And I just go about very, very gently looking at the world and enjoying the, the summer air. Which is perfect. Here we go, got an ice cream van tinkling in the background. I spend a lot of time on home roads trying to keep up with professionals or ex-professionals. This is yeah. the antithesis of that. You know, and it, by the end, you know, you'll get a little bit of a workout because you're going to be in the saddle for two hours. If you dress as a cyclist, you become an alien. That's right. And so therefore you're the opposition. And when people say, bloody cyclist, what they mean is those people who dress as cyclists. But if you're just a citizen on a bike. Yeah. So I told you through the weekend. <laughs> Local colour. <laughs> there have been studies that have shown that drivers give more room to people on bicycles who haven't got helmets on yeah. or dressed in I civilian totally clothes. I totally believe it. I mean, no one's going to touch wood come razzing past you tonight they're gonna give you a wide berth and no you know and, and probably stop to take a look and I'm a fairly confident cyclist you know I take up I take up rum I don't hesitate I just get on with it absolutely the golden rule of the road is be predictable yeah and I think a lot of people they're not but you're a driver as well you can you can drive a, a motorcyclist for 40 years okay so I have a very very strong self-preservation gene yeah. and sense of where you should be on the road as yeah. well right now, think... motorcycling makes you completely paranoid yeah yeah just yeah. enjoy that i still love motorcycling i've got four motorbikes including three of them are custom harley davidson's wow <laughs> like this yeah yeah i've had bikes motorbikes built yeah i love the downside of custom motorbikes to my cost, what I found is they're a bit unreliable. Right, right. <laughs> you spend a lot of time ringing the AA. Yeah, yeah. When bits drop off. Right, where are we going? Straight on? Straight on. I am the chancellor of this institution. This is St. Martin's College. Oh yeah. Central St. Martin's, which is, you know, the, one of the colleges that makes up the University of the Arts, which I am chancellor of. Wow. 
So I come in here a lot to talk to students, teach students. They, they make me clothes. They make you I clothes? Have, yeah, I, I do a course every year called Make a Dress for Grayson Perry. <laughs> and Seriously? I, uh, Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done it for 16 years now. Is, is there any merit to that, or is it just so you <coughs> oh, get some brilliant. freebies? No, I pay them. I oh, pay them pay a them? lot of money. Yeah, I pay them at the moment. The going rate, I think it's 550 quid a shot. Nice. So I give them, yeah, they, they, they make me amazing outfits that I, uh, that I wear, you know, to do. They get a bit of press, they get yeah. a bit of money, and I get an amazing bonkers wardrobe. Do you feel the weight of responsibility being a chancellor of a... <coughs> well, I'm the kind know. of ambassador for arts education, you yeah. know, which yeah. I believe in is a great, great thing. It's the number two ranked art college in the world after the Royal College of Art. And here we are, we are in... We Granary are Square. Granary Square in Granary Kings Square, Cross which is London. amazing. If, any, if anybody's ever seen it, you know, come here on a, on a nice evening and you'll see the, the fountain and they're all watching the telly on the, over there. Can't they what they show watching. Wimbledon on that. I mean, this has changed completely. And, and right here. This, this brings me on to a question really about this part of London and its sort of gentrification and... Oh, huge. When I first moved, I lived very near here when I first came to London. Yeah. Uh, I squatted and Did Goods Way was where all the prostitutes hung out. This was literally prostitute alley. Yeah. They used to call them the away day girls and they'd all come on the train down from the north ply their trade up and down here then go home in the evening and uh, yeah I used to get propositioned a lot round here when I first dressed up round here by whom? just blokes in cars you know who were trolling, trolling yeah really? Yeah. yeah yeah totally and did they realise you were a transvestite? I don't know if they, they were fussy <laughs> you know they not choosy many men have many open tastes oh we're off straight on was it kind of like you'll do how much? I don't know. I always said no because I'm like that, you know. <laughs> well, We're going right at the lights at the end. Yeah. It's quite tricky because it's a left turn lane, so watch it. This is actually the reverse of a route I pedalled with Jon Snow. Oh, really? On his way to the Channel 4 newsroom. Oh, yeah. So he lives in Primrose Hill, so we actually came through here going the other way. All right, okay, watch it. In London, me in a frock never get any shit I get the opposite because I'm Grayson Perry mind I get the love <laughs> the other day I was out going I was going out to a talk and this cabbie leaned out and he goes Grayson he said oh, me and my wife we love you in your work it's made my day seeing you on your bike <laughs> it's really you know it's very heartwarming it's very heartwarming where was the tipping point though because for a long time you were that artist in a dress yeah you know I'm in a position now to do what I want yeah and I have enormous fun. Yeah. Just follow my nose. That's a pretty privileged position to be in, where it's yeah. sort of pick and choose. I have sort of worked at it, though. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Didn't happen overnight. Yeah, I'm 59, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't earn a living until I was 38. Really? Well. So that was, were you still squatting at that point in time? No, no, I just didn't earn a living from making art. Yeah. My wife looked after me, but I never made a living from my work until I was 38. And now I make a very good living. and. Everything takes work. Yeah. I think that's something that people need to understand. I really would just want to follow you along here because I want to see. You've got to go left here. People's reactions. I mean, we're right on Euston Road here, right yeah. in the thick of it. I very rarely get shit. 
about once a year, some arsehole, usually a little kid, you know, like a 14-year-old in a hoodie, yeah. will give me some fairly abusive feedback. And I just think, well, whatevs. Yeah. But I've never, you know, I don't, most people are fine. They're either neutral or positive. Yeah. How much of the time do you wear what would be described as women's clothes? Well, this last week, I've had a very, very social week, so probably about half the time. Is it only, that's not is it only sort of going out and showing, is it a sort of a dressing up thing for? I mean, I have what I call leisure training, yeah. which, <laughs> but I don't get much time to do that anymore because I'm so busy. And also, the, once putting on makeup and getting ready can be a bit, so I'm actually, what I'm doing often these days, I'm going to a halfway house yeah. where I've got outfits I'll wear with no makeup yeah. as a kind of sissy man. You know, like sort of, sort of like a little sort of romper suit or something. Would you recommend it? Or yeah. Is it, or is it Nobody blinks. Yeah. Nobody blinks. Yeah. You know, I've wear, I wear some pretty silly outfits. Most of the time, nobody blinks. You what, know. what do you get? Because I know you've done it. You've done it since you were a kid, right? You sort of yeah. experimented with clothes. What do you get out of it? Well, originally it was a, it's, it was about my sexuality. You know, it, was, it turns me on because that kind of the forbidden is yeah. amazingly exciting, and there's still a lot of that in it. But it also has, you know, amazing. It's a great PR move. You know, I learned very early on that it was a good PR move. But that makes it sound like a cynical sort of calculated ploy. No, not at all. I did. I, I stumbled upon that, but it just gives me permission to dress up. And it makes, it makes you know, it, it, it's the gaiety of nations and, it, and it's the creative outlet. I yeah. really, really enjoy the whole process of getting the clothes made and it's my great passion. You know, I have a wardrobe that is absolutely ridiculously big. I've got hundreds and hundreds of dresses. I've got, you know, I've had shoes, handbags, hats, everything made. I have enormous fun. I'm very lucky. And I was looking around for some quotes from your wife about being married to you and the dresses and the one I alighted on was she doesn't mind because it makes her look good is that the case I can't I, that seems a bit nasty really I can't imagine she would she would say or think well, she's that. a celebrity in her own right well, now there because, you go. You know, she's had this best-selling book now for about four months yeah it's lovely she's doing so well yeah and uh, you know, it's all of it. It's the summation of all the, the wisdom that she's accumulated from her studies and practice. Watch out for the other cyclists jumping. Yeah, the that's, well, that's always the danger, isn't it? Isn't the other cyclists. You get t-boned by yeah. someone else. My big pet peeve with cyclists is what they, what I call shoaling. Have you ever heard of that one? Everybody stops at the lights, but then some wanker comes around and goes in the front but they're not actually faster than anybody else they just a bit think they are and then everybody has to pass them and pull her out into the street and and the other ones I hate are the people who do track stands I pray that they're going to fall off I'm on a track bike should yeah. I try and do my track stand no don't do it I would stand. fall off I would fall I always off, want why. them to fall off when because they always stand in front of the crowd at the traffic lights doing a track stand and I always think you wanker <laughs> fall off now <laughs> <laughs> so we're at Tottenham Court Road yes. in the West End. So look, I know the passion is the art and the dresses and getting stuff made, but the other big passion, which was kind of a surprise to me, was cycling. Uh, and specifically mountain biking in your case is what you love. Yeah, because I think, you know, when I was a kid, I really loved cycling, but I never had enough money to buy a decent one. And so as soon as I was, had a little bit of money, when I was in my late 20s, 
I remember, I remember the day I, I, I gave up smoking and I thought, well, at seven months fag money, that'll buy me a basic mountain bike. And you hadn't ridden much until then? Oh, well, I'd had a kind of commuted bike that I kind of yeah. rode about a bit, but I was a motorbike fanatic, so I, you know, and the traffic was a lot better in there. I think we're going to have to go, uh, and then we're going left at the next light. So yeah. It's all the roadworks. Um, so I, I started mountain biking. I just got it in a way as a kind of commuter, and then I was off. But you were in London at the time. I had a studio out near um, Leytonstone, which is very close to Epping Forest. Yeah. So I would leave my bike there and go mountain biking in Epping Forest. And then I just met a guy who said, oh, have you tried racing? And I did a couple, and, and by that point, I was like really into it. I got a better mountain bike, did a realized I was actually pretty good quite quickly. And I raced for 12 years intensely. Are artists meant to be athletes in their well, spare that's, time? Well, that's what's interesting was, that was exactly, one of the reasons it attracted me to doing it was because sport was sort of so unarty. Yeah. And that feeling of being at a pass, the first race I did, I remember it was in Fetford Forest and I passed people and I was going, yeah, eat my dust. <laughs> it was like naked competition. It was so much fun. <laughs> so I, you know, I, did, I, got, I got heavily, heavily into it. I did the national championships a few times. I really, really went for it. And I still do it, you know, once or twice a week. I do a three-hour ride. What do you wear? Oh, the full lycra. Usual gear. Because I started when mountain bikers were just cyclists. They weren't snowboarders. No. And so... So uh, no baggy shorts and no, so, body armour and that sort of thing. Yeah, so now I, so I still wear just lycra cycling kit. Because you realise the first time you go out on a mountain bike wearing anything sort of that will absorb water, yeah. it's just not on. I thought you hated lycra louts though. Yeah, but I wear, I, I'm quite old school, I wear coloured lycra. Okay. I've got, I, one of my rules is never buy black clothes. Apart from cycle shorts, which coloured cycle shorts are a, an abomination, of yeah. course. Yeah, so black cycling shorts. Especially if you piss yourself, <laughs> yeah. they look really bad. Black cycling shorts are allowed then, good. Yeah. Thing is, I, I, They've I'm, got a lot better lately as well. Yeah. You know, they're, they're much better now than they were. It feels like you sort of have different, I mean, everybody does. I was going to say, it feels like you have different sides of your personality, different facets. But that's kind of saying what's true of everybody. Yours is just, in some ways, more pronounced. There's the cyclist, yeah. the artist, the transvestite. I dress up as a man, especially when I'm on my motorbike. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I'm very nervous of getting a punch, so I'm, I'm in the gutter at the moment, which is always a dangerous place to be. I think the other thing, Grayson, is because you wear dresses, people think that means you want to be a woman. They make them, that mistake. Yeah, that is a big mistake to make, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing, really. I mean, my basic thing is gender is like a wardrobe of different looks yeah. and, and behaviours, and they're open to everyone. Mm. You know, so there's all the different things, from the most sissy, girlish behaviour through to the most macho, manly behaviour. Anybody can have a go at any of them. Yeah. You don't have to be a man or a woman, or male or female, to do any of them. Just crossing Marleybone High Street. Shishi, West London. Yes, very shishi. Even the charity shops are good round here. <laughs> Interesting for transvestites is to note that we're about to come up to Chiltern Street, which is, has the very nice restaurant, the Chiltern Firehouse on it, but also it's the home of the oversized shoe. 
Is it really? Yes. There's a couple, uh, I think there's at least two oversized shoe shops on Chilton Street. So if you've got big feet and you want a woman's shoe, that's the street to go. And there's also Long come. Tall Sally for the taller woman. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a proper insight here. Yes. I forgot that was there, yeah, because that is, I bought a lot of shoes in that street, though mostly I haven't made now. I do love London. That's what this ride is for me is about. It's like a kind of, it's like a sort of love poem to London in many ways. Except when the black cabs get that close. Yeah, and there's a Porsche Cayenne, the number one wanker's car. <laughs> certain brands of car, as a motorcycle, certain brands of car, I put, I put my on alert. Mainly German. Most German cars are driven by people that somehow think they're, inverted commas, drivers. <laughs> and they're usually tosspots. <laughs> Black Volkswagen Golfs or small Audis are the worst. Yeah. And uh, Range Rovers, I'm always on alert yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. They are literally like horse stables on wheels, aren't yeah. they? Footballers, people pave over great swathes of England to park those things. <laughs> We're going to stop for a drink soon. Good, I'm. I'm You're I'm, ready for it, aren't you? I'm ready. I mean, this pub's quite nice. Should we stop here? Yeah. The Duke of Kendall. It's on a nice corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, can't lock my we... bike up. So we... Yeah, look, there's a table here. Look, we can stop here. Look. We need to sit outside. Perfect. What are you having? I would have a pint of the local craft lager. Oh. There you go. Blessingtons, thank you. It's Heineken. Not, not as local as you might have liked. That's all right. It's all beer. I'm going to get mine. I cycled from here to Madrid once. Did you? Yeah. How come? With a friend. Well, my mate who I share a studio with, he, uh, he's a very keen cycle tourist. Yeah. And he got me into it. So we did Santiago de Compostela, and then we, a few years later, we did to, um, we went right down through France to Madrid. How long did it take? Three weeks. Brilliant. And it was, yeah, it was absolutely, Brilliant. Did you carry everything with you that you needed? Yeah, we, but I, I insisted on hotels for the second trip because, okay. yeah, I, I, I'm not a great camper. Well, we took a tent just in case we got caught and we did have to use it once. Yeah. The bicycle, I think, was my symbol of self-reliance yeah. because I never had a bike, but I taught myself to ride one afternoon on my neighbor's bike. How old were you? Five or six. Yeah. I can remember doing it. So your mum or dad never took you out? No, I never had the classic dad moment of like pushing you off, you know, like that. So no, I taught myself to ride a bike. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was all, and it, I think looking back at my childhood, it was always symbolic of something, you know, and I always loved bikes and, you know, like many people of my age, you know, we kind of invented the mountain bike before it existed. You know, we had what we called trackers, yeah. which were like any old bike, with, uh, we had speedway handlebars on and you strip it down to the absolute minimum and then you'd take it around the woods. Yeah. And then the Californians came up with the mountain bike that we know today. Yeah, yeah. and they did a good job, you know. The bike itself, I mean, that, when you say that, it's been really important part of your life. Yeah, totally. Your whole life. Yeah, I mean, it's really given me, you know, many, many peak experiences and still does. It's kept me in my dress size. 
<laughs> which is and it gives me fantastic legs. I mean, I've spent the weekend basically in a micro skirt at various parties. Yeah. And people say, "Why well, you got such good legs, Grace?" I, and I say, "Cycling." I was going to say this. I saw I saw on your Twitter account you were at a party last night. Short skirt, good legs. Yeah. Don't shave them though. Well, I don't shave them that well. No. They're um, a bit rusty. A little bit stubbly. Yeah. But I've got very blonde hair on my legs, so I don't. So you don't need to bother with it. Okay. Okay. I do shave mine, but uh, I don't get them out in mini skirts. Not often. And you, I mean, I always like the fact that cyclists, you know, when you ask why do you shave your legs, they always say, "Oh, it's because you know, if I fall off, you know, I don't get." A wound, and I always go bollocks. Yeah, because hairy legs and like look shit. It does. I mean, it does look shit, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's all about the look. You look like a bog brush. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine. Can you imagine? You know, if all those guys at the tour, when they stood up on the podium, had like, especially if a lot of them are kind of quite dark. Yeah. You know, great big bushy, hairy legs and arms. Because I wrote, I did a graphic novel in 1992, just when I started really getting. I was just after the year I started mountain bike racing. And um, I did a graphic novel called Cycle of Violence. It was all about a Tour de France winning cyclist who became a sort of psychopathic killer. And weirdly, his name was Bradley. No. Yes. <laughs> My God. So that was a little bit prescient. And also it predicted the whole rise Not of cycling. Not too much, I hope. Because it, it was set about now, literally. I think it was set in 2018, I think. And I predicted the rise of cycling as well, because I said, because of the green agenda, cycling became a massive sport. So what next? If you can, <laughs> you're like Nostradamus. I, <laughs> <laughs> I predicted it by quite a few years. Yeah. yeah. What, by, well, how many years? 20 years. Yeah. You couldn't have guessed it 20 years ago. There was no, there was no. Those cyclists were nerds then. Yeah, totally you know, I, nerds. I remember talking to the guy, the bike, bike I used to, for very briefly, I raced for a shop team and I bumped into him years later and I said, well, you know, how do you feel about it? Cycling's really popular now. And he said, it's a bit like when there's that band that yeah. plays at the pub and then now they're in stadiums. You know, you kind of hate them for it a yeah. bit. Yeah. It's like, it's, cycling is the new Coldplay, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap me up. Yeah. Honestly, I thought we'd get more attention sat here. Well, that's the interesting thing. And I'll tell you what, it, you know, what one of the insights as a person who's often very visually arresting is that it's body language plays a big part of it and the vibes you give off yeah. if you're relaxed and you're just a bloke relaxing in a pub having a pint there's something that is almost like it almost life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Nothing, people don't snag. So the more relaxed you are, the less attention you get. Yeah. The more, if you're tensed up saying, I am a weirdo walking down the street in a dress, <laughs> then you start getting attention because why is that weirdo walking down the street? But if you're like, I'm just going about my business, yeah. you will get attention, of course. But... You don't get, you know, humans are 80% nonverbal. Yeah. So they pick up on the vibe. And if you're just totally relaxed and cool with it, most of the time other people are too. Have you cultivated that in some way? Have you learned yes. that? Yes, oh, of course, yeah. Maybe. Over 40, 50, 50 years yeah. of dressing up. If you're a bloke in a dress, they go, oh, bloke in a dress, I say, I can deal with that. But if it's like, oh, that woman looks a bit odd, I'm not quite sure. Yeah then it would be a little bit more edgy. And I think a lot of trans people have to deal with that. You know, like, there's something odd about that woman. Mm. Whereas if you're kind of, I always joke that you can spot me. I'm, I'm, I'm a man in a dress from a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> what we haven't really talked about at all, actually, because we've talked about dressing up and we've talked about cycling, we haven't talked about the art at all. And that no. really is what has defined you more than anything. Winning yeah, the Turner Prize and all that kind of thing. Well, the art world has been amazingly good to me. Yeah. You know, it, well, because you're good at what you do. But it's also been good socially, you know, politically. I think I'm a rarity, even in my generation, in that I decided I'd be an artist when I was 16 and I have become one. I haven't changed my career at all. I haven't, like, done anything else. But, yeah. Uh, and, um, Could you have done anything else? Yeah, I mean, what, my plan B was been? to be in advertising. Okay. Well. I would have been a fucking shit hot copywriter. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I can do cynicism for Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing cynicism these days. You need, you need something new. Yeah. But you didn't have to do it. But that would have been in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Isn't the art world full of just absolute bullshit, though? I mean, you know, you're, you most people don't go in, Most people don't go into the art world to make money. You'll be mad if you went into the art world to make money. Yeah. You know, the chances of it happening would be minimal. So you go into it because you love art. Yeah. And you love things. You love the ideas and you love the culture. And so it's full of people who are passionate about it. I get excited about the next thing I'm going to make. When people ask me what's my favourite work I've done, they always say the next one. I'm getting chilly. Right, we, well, okay, we better get riding. I'll tell you what, I'm going to have a wee. Mm. I think this might become an issue later on in the ride. What's the, what's the mic? What we, oh, of course, yes, yeah. good point. Don't drop it down the It's in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we heading? We're going up, we're going through Kensington Garden. We're just passing, the, I think it's where uh, the, the Peter Pan statue's around here. Somewhere. Okay. We're going back to the boating pond and Kensington Palace. But uh, it's a, evening. At least it's a little bit still. chilly. I'm needing to kind of put in a bit of effort just for body warmth. What I need to heal. What? To warm up? 
Yeah, I need a good hill. You're not going to find one here. No, there's no real hill. The only hill on this ride is back up to Islington at the end. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, oh. hang on, hang on, hang on. Shit. I've <laughs> noted something I think I've got. A major something happening here. Is it bending? Yeah, I'm a bit worried that it's actually breaking. <laughs> oh, fuck. Are you kidding? I think it's breaking. Really? Yeah. It's just, it's fucked. That is tragic. Is it, that's all, is it's it It's literally cracked? cracked, yeah, there, look. It's from the bumps. Is it just, is it sterling silver? Yep. It's quite soft, isn't it? Silver? Yeah, it is, yeah, and it's just not taking the vibe. Oh well, if it breaks, I'm afraid. <laughs> how, how the hell do we carry it? This is it the back? longest I've ever ridden the is bike. It really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we carry it back? But if I have to carry it, I'll have to try and carry it. But that is going to break. I've got a feeling it's going to break. Okay, this could be. Uh, <laughs> this, this it's all part of the adventure of it, going on a bike ride really on a, is. A, a custom bicycle with a solid silver sculpture. If, if it breaks and we catch it, it can be fixed at least. I'll just try not to go over any bumps. No, well, that, that's <laughs> going to be hard. Let me explain for people listening. So your, your menorah at the front, which is a bit like your sort of... <laughs> your sort of Rolls-Royce... What's, what's on the front of a Rolls-Royce? Spirit Royce? of ecstasy. Yeah, exactly. Is, is vibrating like it might... Yeah, but that's, you know, when I off. have custom motorbikes, it's always the problem is that they're not Something tested by Honda. And the vibra it's always the road vibration that tends to fuck things up. Yeah. Because of metal, you know, you think of it as this amazingly strong stuff. But it... it yeah, yeah, that's going to break any minute nice now. <laughs> What's he say? He said, nice bike. And then he almost, <laughs> ran, and then he almost ran into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm feeling nervous now. Yeah, I'm just wondering what to do with that. We, we haven't got anything to tie it up with, have we? No. Uber? Uber? You're joking, are you? You can't put this in the back of a cab. We'll keep on. Yeah. We'll keep on. Just avoiding the, uh, t hopefully, too many of the speed humps. Yeah. And um, we'll see how we go. You lead the way. What's funny is people are staring at you. <laughs> so they're not uh, noticing the bike is snapping. No, but I, I'm sort of just uh, enjoying the <laughs> peripheral <laughs> fame. That's oh, really... Oh, 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 God. Oh, oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, it's hollow. I never knew it was hollow. They've sold you a dud. Did something ping off there? Oh, it's my light. Your light I've got your light. Oh, it's quite heavy. <laughs> can, you, can you get in your handbag? Bloody hell, it's heavy. It is heavy, isn't it? No wonder it stressed it out. Curiously, the first time I rode it, one of the little things on the top broke off. Yeah. It's always the way with custom bikes that... <coughs> it's a work of art, that's the thing. <laughs> there we go, look, look at that. That's how we carry it. Comfortable? No. <laughs> but rideable. It's okay. I've got a clearer view now. <laughs> and the steering is curiously light. <laughs> and no one has any idea that there's a broken sculpture hanging from my handbag. <laughs> and here we are at uh, the, the road next to the Serpentine. Yeah. Scene of my triumph. Scene of your triumph? Well, that's where I first exhibited this bike. Oh, is the it? Serpentine Gallery. Yeah. Gallery. yeah. yeah. Look, we've got a nice vision of the awkward skyline of the modern London here. 
in all of its ugly glory. Do you like any of it? I kind of, I, I have a begrudging like for the walkie-talkie, but not really the vase. And I, I used to work in that building. That's IT. That's ITV. Yeah, but that's fairly innocuous. But the, it's all it's horrible. The pregnant one and the walkie-talkie, I can't bear. You don't like the walkie-talkie? No, I hate it. It's the bludgeon. It's just, and it's in the completely the wrong place. The, the planning permission that allowed that in, they should be shot. Yeah. But it was quite funny that it magnified the sun's rays and it melted cars. Yeah, well, it says everything about it. It's yeah. just ugly, inappropriate thing. Shard? I don't mind the shard. The shard's quite elegant. Yeah. I love the way that you get glimpses of it from all around London. Yeah. And yeah. it orientates you. I mean, who'd have known that when you come out of the front door of the Tate Britain, that the shard is bang in front of you. It just doesn't feel logical. No. But, you know, the, wither, the river twists and turns so much that uh, you're looking due east, pretty much. Something about the top of it annoys me, though, that it feels like unfinished. That it doesn't finish on at an exact me, point. Me, I'm starting to understand that because there's something about that kind of blank perfection of a lot of buildings. I quite like the fact that it's a bit broken. Also, it's a little bit Sauron's Tower, isn't yeah, it? It is, it is. If they'd have designed an eye to be at the top, then <laughs> it would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. There's a lot of very ugly buildings along the Thames, though. Yeah. Which in some ways is, yeah, whatever, but sad. Oh, we're, we're about to meet the, the Alp Duez of uh, this particular circuit. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly an uphill. Lead the way. You've got, you've got to put in an effort here. Well, go. it's up Blackfriars Road, you know, you've probably got to put in a bit of a thing. He oh, is, look. Oh, this guy. He's got white socks on, look. <laughs> He's old school. <laughs> white socks and black shoes. Have you done many of the kind of classic climbs? Yeah. Done up to Wes. I've and never done out. I keep meaning to do out there. I've done Mont Ventoux. Done Ventoux a couple of times. We rented a villa at the base of it, yeah. um, and uh, I was mainly mountain biking on the on the mountain. Yeah. Um, but then one day I thought I'd do the classic climb. Get to the top. Yeah. It also I mean the clue is in the name, of course, but it does get ridiculously windy. Yeah, it wasn't when I was there. Wasn't I can't, it? I can't remember that being an issue when I was there. We're in my manor now. I feel very like I'm at home when I, I know. come Smithfield. Feels like the home straight here, doesn't it? Yeah. Edge of Islington, really. You know, I live very close to here. Oh, you do? Yeah, my house is actually... You know, I'm, Are we going back to the studio so we're then going you back can go to the home? Studio. Yeah, yeah. But then, I'm, well, I'm, we're renting somewhere at the moment because we're doing up our Oh, house. yeah, yeah, of course. But the house is much, very, very close to here. I might actually nip into a pub for a quick wee if there's one nearby. Yeah. I might have to have a go myself. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll tag team the bikes. You can go first. Is that your bike? <laughs> no. Is that mine. your bike? That's mine. Are you with the person that has that bike? I am. Let's get a so jump. So I'll give you one guess. She's going to get a jump bike. Jump. She's, the girl, she's the glitch. The glitch? Yeah. 
The glitch. Yeah, from the movie, you know, when, uh, when the guy, uh, Ralph, Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph. She'll be out in a second. Wreck-It Ralph. Side it, jump back, side, jump back. Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph. Right, don't, go. don't go on it. Yeah, it's a cool bike. How, how tall is she? Pretty tall, pretty big. So what are you, so hold on. So what are you, you guys, what are you guys doing? You can't knock about with that, can you? What are you guys doing then? Just riding around. You can't knock about with that. I, I, I feel like you're chasing her. <laughs> yeah. are you are, you, are you are can't knock about, you can't knock about on this fucking, you can't look about her like that. That's can a you? pretty cool bike, actually. It's good, isn't it? Is she really wealthy? Are you wealthy? Are you really rich? Are you, are I'm are not, you I'm really not, rich? I'm not rich at all. I'm not rich at all. Oh my god, it's Grace and Perry! Oh man. Right, I'm going to the loo. I bought your book the other day. Guy came out and he said, Whose bike is this? Is it yours? I said, No, no, I'm just waiting. You mean, I bet she's really tall, isn't she? <laughs> I said, yeah, you, you, you could say that. It looks fast, it looks fast. <laughs> Priceless. They were sweet. Yeah, they were sweet. But he was, yeah, he was Half a big cuts. fan. He'd read, he'd read all my books. Oh, stuff. there you go. And I've been loving how people have been reacting to you. Yeah, it's part of the scene. Yeah. You're like, you're like Quentin Crisp. Yeah. One of the stately homos of England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'd be something yeah. wrong if you weren't riding around dressed like that on that bike. Yeah. Funny enough, the idea for this came about a couple of years ago because I was walking with some friends of mine on the South Downs. They live in Lewis. Oh, right, yeah. And We've got a place near Eastbourne. I know, and I thought you lived down there because they'd seen you mountain biking around. Yeah. And I had no idea you were into it. Yeah, I love it down there because I can mountain bike literally out of my back door. Yeah. You know, and I don't have to go on the road at all. No. And the Priston Forest is fantastic. Is it? Yeah, it's got a lot of good trails. So you just go right riding along the coast? There's a nice ride that I've done occasionally with one of my friends, which is from, East, from, from our place near Eastbourne yeah. to Dungeness. Oh, yeah. And you can stick pretty much to the coast. A lot of it's pretty quiet. Yeah. It's quite, there's some big hills, but it's very quiet. It's beautiful. And it's, it's 50 mile. Yeah. And it's a nice day out. Oh yes, we're deep in Islington Grand, you know. One of the earliest gentrified areas. I mean, I was, when I was a, um, on the dole in my twenties, I had this, curious job you know when, you know those jobs they manufactured to get people off a dole yeah and I was a Islington local historian <laughs> along with quite a few other people yeah and it was very interesting actually but one of the, one of the facts that really stuck with me was that Islington in the 60s the gentrification was kick-started by Robert Carrier the chef opening a restaurant in uh, Camden Passage. He was like the Canadian sort of TV chef, wasn't he? He was, yeah, he was the famous chef. So he was the kind of Gordon Ramsay, Jamie Oliver of the day. Yeah. His restaurant opening here in darkest Islington, you know, when this was kind of beyond the pale and full of Rachmanesque rental houses, set in trend, you know, <laughs> often those cultural landmarks Kind of, they're like the kind of the forts in the Wild West. Yeah. 
And then stuff got built around them. Well, I don't know about built, but all these houses have you know now they're the once they were occupied by teachers and lawyers, now they're millionaires. Yeah. yeah. The average house around here is gonna be two or three million. Islington, as Jeremy Corbyn will no doubt tell you, is actually one of the poorest boroughs. You know, it's it's very mixed, yeah, but not round right here. here. It's very nice round here. We're kind of this is Barnsbury side, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're really? back. We're we're nearly at home now. We're back at the start, and the silent swooshing. This is this road is a cycle motorway at rush hour. Yeah, I ride down it myself. Yeah, we've made it without rain and without getting run over. Not a puncture, but a broken statue. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> How many rides have you been on where the major... <laughs> this has to be the first. <laughs> and I wasn't carrying a replacement, unfortunately. No, my shoulder's quite aching from I'm... carrying kind of 15 pound of sterling silver. I but... bet it is. <laughs> well done, you. It's your fault for making it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, next time I'll design it more cycle friendly, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can fix it in some way. Yeah, there's always someone that will fix it. Yeah. Yeah, it's an expensive thing. Grayson, thank you. What an adventure. That was lovely, wasn't it? Really lovely. Slightly tipsy. Nice, gentle, balmy little ride. Definitely balmy. <laughs> 